This is day two of Fantastic Fest. Well, this is day three, but yes. day two was yesterday. Yeah, it, it, the, the thing is that we can't really record the night that we get back, because we've been no. getting back at 3 a.m. or whatever. I, I wanted to open this with good morning, Austin. I'm sorry I sound like I've been gargling broken glass, but I woke up about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Which I did. It's, uh, it's a pretty interesting situation, still feeling like a night out, where most people in this hotel are probably up and out by 9 in the morning. We get these looks that we're leaving, we're getting up at, like, noon, to go to movies, like fucking and rolling in losers at like three a.m. Yeah, right, Austin. So Tuesday, not Tuesday, wow. day two. Sorry, um, and uh, there were some happenings. So again, we did uh, three day, uh, three uh, movies uh, yesterday. Um, three movies and an event yesterday. That was pretty big, and yeah, yeah you know, like like we talked about. I think we mentioned that. Five a day, pretty brutal. We did it last year, yeah. but uh, three a day so good, so far doing good. It's I think, okay for me. I think we're gonna try to do four today. I think tomorrow's five. We'll see. Know. These we'll things see. are subject to change. Yes, and how you feel. I gotta tell you, hitting coffee at, uh, <laughs> at midnight just to stay awake because my yes. my body's ready to shut down. We Very had a friend day. who said he was getting a little sleepy during one of his movies. Had three coffees and then he was speaking very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so three movies yesterday and um, all of them of uh, different quality. I think um, different experiences. I think we should work backwards. <clears throat> Let's work backwards. You want to start with our midnight movie? Right. The last movie we saw last night was Applecart. Right. And. Um, What's I forget <clears throat> the big draw of this being uh, Barbara Crampton and AJ Bowen mm -hmm. and Leela Grant. Yeah, there's a group. It's a, a legitimate indie picture, indie horror movie, mm -hmm. um, directed by Bradford Barrah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I think that on the ride home last night we said the the best way to approach. Um, when you have bad experiences is to not be cruel or brutal and punch down right. no women yeah punch down to indie movies movies right. where filmmakers and and cast and crew have put in their time Here, their yeah. effort their money not to be cruel about that to be constructive if you didn't really enjoy it here's the thing right no matter what movie you're seeing someone Many someone's put time and effort into it. Massive amounts of time and effort. Um, and I had said to Greg, I don't know if I'm comfortable discussing this movie by name because I didn't love it. Um, I I'm not sure if I liked it. There were definitely things about it that I liked. But as the credits started to roll and people were leaving the theater, there was a gentleman behind us who started to talk very loudly um, about all the things that were wrong with Apple Cart. Well, they should have done this, and mm -hmm. this was silly, and they should have done this, and he was kind of laughing about it, and he was so loud. And, and I was just like, dude, you're at a film festival where you know that the people involved in this movie are in attendance. Right. You could literally be sitting next to um, 
not only like someone who produced the film, who starred in the film, who directed the film, who wrote it, who did the music or whatever else, um, but maybe maybe their sister or their right. mom or their dad. I so feel like it was, shitting all over a movie yeah. that you just saw literally while you're still in the theater is such poor form, and I was so mm-hmm. disgusted with this dude. And I've that's not the first time I've had that happen, but it seemed like one of the most glaring and egregious examples. I think we're both of the same personality at uh, festivals and screenings to be respectful, even if your experience is not great. You have to be. Yeah. You have to be respectful. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just... It's really discouraging to see people who are film fans. Obviously, right. if they're here, they wouldn't be. Right. To take in an experience and immediately just put yourself above it and right. shit all over it. Right. It made me really upset. So, for those who don't know, A.J. Bowen is kind of a mainstay of the indie horror, the um, the Texas indie mm-hmm. stuff, the stuff that he did with... Um, He's done Your Next. He did right. The Signal. Right. He did... Um, he was actually he had a bit part in the guest. He was right. in uh, the sacrament, Ty West, the sacrament, the sacrament right. which right. is amazing. Um, I love him. He's mm-hmm. the main reason I wanted to see this movie much yeah. sore, much more so than um, Barbara Crampton. I think Age of Bowen is killer. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I liked him in this. I think yeah. he was solid in this. He was um, playing I, the patriarch of a little family. Yep. Yeah, so we should say Apple Cart's yeah, right. a, a movie that's got kind of a supernatural bent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's kind of like it, it starts with you know taking place in 1961, and then it kind of flash forwards to 2015, and it's, it's like a cabin in the woods, a family that goes to see to. Uh, go on a vacation in a cabin in the woods and then some stuff starts to yeah. happen. And snow, that said, really snowy environment up right. on a mountain, which is really nice. That said, you have, and I'm going to do this as spoiler-free as possible, you have that story. But also, starting pretty early in the film, you have this um, spoof of a true crime the, discovery um, ID type show. That's what I think was not handled perfectly. We were talking about this last night. I feel mm-hmm. like the the filmmakers, the director, really wanted to capture an authentic flavor of a of a crime show. Right. It's not really a spoof idea. Yeah, but no, but you're right. There's kind of like the parody is laughing at the dramatization that you're seeing these reenactment actors that right. kind of look kind like the main characters right. and you know, it's it's supposed to that's supposed to be funny. That is supposed but it's shoehorned so weirdly. It's edited so weirdly into the movie. And that that inside crime, that fake crime show, starts. They start showing bits of it. I don't know. Pretty soon into the movie, yeah. And literally give you the whole plot of what's about to happen. Right. right. So the movie In- goes from what's going to happen to hey, how here's is what it happens. Go- how is it going to happen? Right. Yeah. And I feel like that was a real opportunity missed because if they had instead of saying A, B, C, and D happen yeah. in the crime show, not in the film itself. Um, if they had kind of teased, like, oh, it was a terrible thing, and da-da-da, if they had teased and built up to it, you'd still be watching the original story yes, right. with 
a, a real sense of curiosity because right. you don't know how it's going to unfold. Right. So the main the main present day story versus what's being depicted in this crime show that they're showing. Right. The, the other thing is, is that it's so it's so full of fat. Those those crime show segments. It shows the opening title it sequence. Does. It shows bumpers. It, it and then it goes to Barbara Crampton as the is uh, um is she running? She's running for, for governor. governor. Yeah. Governor. governor and they have a uh, uh, an election ad, a campaign ad right. played in full, and all of this and stuff. Let me say the election ad; it's awesome. It's, it's perfect. All it's depicted, point on point. It's yes, beautiful. it's all depicted perfectly. Right. But it's it's played with so much screen time, so much fat that you're like. How is this moving it forward? You know, you could have easily achieved the same thing with both the crime program and the campaign ad by showing half of what you did. And so every time, like, and it is a short film; it's only about eighty-six yeah, minutes. It feels padded out, even at eighty-six. Yeah, but um, but I would have liked to have seen much more of the family. I would have seen yeah. like to have seen much more of. Uh, the antagonistic element, which I'm not going to talk about. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of that, and yeah. unfortunately, it wasn't there. Yeah. You know, and it's it's uh, I, uh, say something good. The right uh, practical effects are fantastic. Oh, the practical effects are great. Um, I love I love the gore. There's the the sound design. I think like oh, when sh- yeah. when that chick's like uh, bones are breaking and everything yep. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but there are some legitimate jump scares. I jumped about yeah. three or four times. Yeah, and the some of the makeup effects are really good. Yeah, but um, I think it was just a very convoluted movie. Like the first half was dealing with the the um, plot A, plot B between the the crime documentary and the, and the actual movie, right. and then the last half, I swear to God, I could not follow what was happening. Yeah, it went a little. I don't know. It wasn't exactly clear, I guess. Yeah. And I'm sure it was clear in the script, maybe, but I'm not sure it translated to screen. Yeah. And there's a cool concept there, for sure. So I really want to see... I wish I could know more about what certain elements meant. Right. You know what I mean? They left I don't that kind of... You. They left that kind of open. Right. Those, right. those elements it, without kind of... It, it didn't have to do an exposition dump, but it would have right. been nice to clarify it a right. little bit. Right, right. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Apple Cart, I think... I, you know what's odd, odd about this is that your mileage may vary. I think we didn't love it, but you said that there was a couple near us that really loved it. Yeah, there was a couple people um, a few seats over, and they... When it was over, they were just like, shit, yeah. Like, they were super psyched with it. So that made me happy because, you know, like, having that festival experience again, your mileage may vary. It's it's cool to to maybe not dig something that someone else is totally into or to be on the reverse side of that, you know? So let's... You want to talk about the event or you want to talk about the next movie? Let's do the event. So that was Apple Cart. Um, Yeah. Before Apple Cart... So I don't know if y'all know... Monster, the Monster Squad is one of my favorite movies uh, from childhood. Classic, I love it. Film, um, and they were showing. So last year, Andre Gower was here at the um, festival. 
He played Sean in the movie. And they did uh, the Doug Benson interruption, and they screened Monster Squad. I was there. I loved every second of it, because um, I had never seen Monster Squad on the big screen. So because of the popularity of some repertory screenings they had done with Monster Squad maybe a decade or so ago, um, Alamo hosted a tour with um, three members of the original cast, Ashley Bank, Andre Gower, and Ryan Lambert. And they went to a bunch of Alamore draft houses all over the country and screened the movie. So Andre Gower has been making uh, a documentary about that experience and just about the, the, the fans of the film, the way it's influenced people in the industry and out of the industry. So last night at the Highball, which is the bar um, that's next door to uh, the draft house, they screened some footage from the upcoming documentary. And then they had a really big cast reunion. So they had um, the... I mean, they had a bunch of people from the cast there. It was yeah. amazing. I, Dracula. They I'm not going to go the, through them all. The John Grease. Detective Dad. Yes, John Grease. Who played the Wolfman. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they had a lot of people that haven't been around in a long time, um, including uh, Ryan Lambert, Ashley Bank, and Andre Gower, of course. So they, they screened part of the documentary. They had the cast there. Everybody mingled. It was a big celebration for the 30th anniversary of Monster Squad. Um, Not the best venue no. to be showing a talking head documentary. Right. A, a very well-loved, um, about a well-loved film. Because there are people at the highball who are just there to get a drink, who are just there to visit. Um, and then you had this, this group of people who were there to want to watch the documentary in in peace and quiet and really um engage with the people on stage and what they were saying and i was sitting back you were you were um standing against the post watching this right. um, trying to watch trying to listen yeah but from i'm i'm sitting back and i got to tell you like really my auditory sense was up mm-hmm. and i everything was drowned out just by yeah. the geese of people talking and drinking around right, us. Right. I was like, how are you to, to focus on this if you're a hardcore fan like you are? Right. I was like, and honestly. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even get mad at the people who were there like drinking and just visiting yeah. though because it's a fucking bar. That's what you're exactly. supposed to do. Exactly. Like, Why are you going to... Uh, anyway, I, I felt like it was a little rude and disrespectful to longtime fans of Monster Squad mm-hmm. because they and decided to put it in the highball instead of one of the theaters. Right. And also they had an amazing display of um what's the word I'm Oh yeah, for? like like uh, souvenirs and, and memorabilia. Memorabilia yeah. is the word I'm looking yeah. for. Awesome display of Monster Squad memorabilia. Original posters. They had some right. of the original costumes. They had the bow and arrow. They VHSs had, from all over the world. Yeah, showed me. they had amazing. some amazing um, VHS covers, like from all over the world. Yeah. So it was a very cool experience. I just wish um, it had been paid a little more respect, maybe right. by the draft house. Like I said, because it wasn't the highball. Um, in the theater, I think it could have been a different experience. Maybe you wouldn't have been able to set up the memorabilia, but put it in a different part. People can browse it up yeah. there. Um, I agree. But overall, awesome. I'm super psyched for the documentary. It's called The Squad Doc. Um, that's also the hashtag. So if you're more curious about it, you can search that on social media and see kind of what went down. Um, and you got to meet Ryan Lambert, and someone I f- that you might have crushed on when you were a little kid. Ryan Lambert was... So I say I have three original crushes in my life. Like, my three first crushes. I don't know which one came first exactly. One of them was Ryan Lambert from Kids Incorporated and the Monster Squad. The other, Bill Murray from Ghostbusters. 
And here's here's the strange one, maybe. Charles Grodin from The Great Muppet Caper. Holy shit. Okay. But but Ryan Lambert, has, yeah, I loved him when I was little. And, and Rudy was always my favorite character anyway. So getting to meet him, even for just a moment, because I didn't want to bother him, it was very nice. He was very soft-spoken and kind. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you got to experience that. I, I personally, as someone who's... Um, a big fan of the movie, but mm-hmm. came to it later than you did. Right. Um, I think seeing it as a kid really. Absolutely, but I feel like as an outsider looking in, I just was like, if it was if it was something that I cared about as much as you care about Monster Squad, I'd be like, why is this in the highball? Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. So it was it was kind of um, it was a bad form, I think. Yeah. Um, the big movie besides Three Billboards, I believe, when we were talking about um, this coming to Fantastic coming Fest. to fa- was the killing of a, a sacred deer. The killing of a sacred deer by Yorgo uh, Lathimos. Mm-hmm. And that was our eight o'clock, eight thirty movie, whatever right. the prime time. And this movie. is also the, that was the only showing of that movie um, yes. for the whole festival. So it was kind of um, you know kind of kind of a big deal. Yeah, everybody was really. Wanted, like you couldn't Theaters swap tickets packed. at all. Yeah. They were packed. Yeah. Um, where do we start with this? So if you if you know his if work and you know the lobster, then you kind of know. He ooh. did. So he did a movie. He's a Greek director, um, Yorgo Lathimos. He did a movie called Alphas. He did a movie called Dog Tooth. Um, those are both Greek language. The Lobster, um, American language film, mm-hmm. um, starring Colin Farrell. You said last night, and I think you put it perfectly, he he creates entire worlds right. in his films. So you kind of... I was watching this one waiting for the rules to be made clear. Exactly. Because you know that kind of normal rules don't apply in his films. Right. Um, you know that it's going to be... Uh, there's some sort of grounding in reality, something that looks like mm-hmm. what we experience, but there's going to be something that's otherworldly that there's an extraordinary concept in there I think extraordinary and so you gotta yeah. wait for it because it doesn't it's not necessarily supernatural or anything like that right. but it is just an extraordinary there's always some concept where you're like how the fuck did this guy come up with this and execute I think yeah. he's so gifted so talented yeah. he's so which is why I was so psyched because Lobster is incredible. Dogtooth is incredible. Yeah. You know. Um, Colin Farrell plays a doctor who has a family. Um, and I think there's, the little the least amount right. set on this the better. And and there is a a kid that uh, he has a um, relationship a with. relationship with. And that interaction with he, his family, and that kid mm-hmm. become kind of the center conflict right. of it. And it's um it is something, you know what who is that young actor who the play that played the kid? Um, the Irish actor G- Gogan Brendan Gogan I think I so believe. yeah let me double check when when this was announced and it said you know uh, actors in attendance we've been doing this press uh, um, pass for for Fantastic Fest and they send you all these um, you know uh, press emails about you know setting up interviews and everything when they listed oh uh, he's going to be in attendance I was like okay well that makes sense Colin Farrell might not make it Nicole 
Nicole Kidman, Yorgo would right. come to, you know, maybe they can't make the time. This is a gigantic film. Mm-hmm. And um, for the premiere, they just wanted to send some actor. And I thought, <laughs> okay, he's, you know, probably the sixth build actor. He's right. going to have 15 minutes of screen time. Barry Keoghan, I'm sorry. Yeah, Barry Keoghan. How do you say that name? I don't want to print. Kagan. Kagan. Okay, Kagan. Barry yeah, yeah. Kagan. I don't want to disrespect him. Yeah, sorry. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, he is a gigantic part of this movie. No shit. He's like uh, the third lead. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, I thought that he was just there to kind of rep it. Right. But he has a, he's a quintessential. Sure. If he not the a, second lead, honestly. Yeah, he has a kind of a quintessential part in and this movie. And holy shit, he's amazing. He's fantastic. Um, he was in Dunkirk earlier this year, which I unfortunately didn't see. But mm-hmm. um, he's wonderful. Favorite. I mean, I, Colin Farrell's a favorite of mine. Nicole Kidman's actually a favorite mm-hmm. of mine as well. So I was in. I was in already. Not knowing anything about him, and also not knowing anything about the two um, actors who play their children. Yeah, the, the children actors. Everybody in this movie was amazing. I, I didn't look this up, okay? Okay. So forgive me if this is true or not. Mm-hmm. But that daughter, mm-hmm. does she not look like Rusty from Vacation Movie? From the new Vacation Movie? No, she doesn't. She doesn't? No. Like, she doesn't look like she's related to him? No. Do you know who she looks like to me? She kept reminding me of Millie from Freaks and Geeks. Okay. And obviously the timeline doesn't yes. work because Millie from Freaks and Geeks is in her mid-30s now. Right. But I just kept wanting she to does. call her Millie. She does. Because she does. of this long, straight hair and the eyes. Absolutely. Anyway, um, this movie is gorgeous. Absolutely. Visually, it is very funny. V- hilarious. Intentional or unintentional. Yes, yes. Um, I think you have to laugh because it is so tense and it is so quote unquote, I hate using the word awkward because everybody uses the word awkward now, but there are just moments of pure discomfort and awkwardness in in all of his movies, but this one. The laughing is a release. I feel like. And these movies, you know, uh, his style, especially, and and, and again, if you've seen the lobster, you're going to know the, the tone and the speed. Of, of the movie it's 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 slow it and plotting at some point yeah. and it, it's also the the dialogue and uh, uh, interactions between the characters are kind of stilted but that's the style formal yeah, yeah. very formal yeah. yeah yeah and um so yeah I really I really really I, enjoy it. It, like it it is something that kind of you keep thinking about and and burns on you after you see it like I yeah. swear to God when we went to the monster squad event afterwards I was just thinking about it <laughs> that's all I was thinking about I and I said you know everyone's like what do you think about it the second you leave the theater and I was like I really need to let that one wash over me for a while yeah. because it just the less said the better and yep. you just kind of let it happen yeah and I, I'm really happy that I got to see it. It's great. And then we started off our day with, with something I was reticence, to... complete reticence. <laughs> oh, Andrea did not want to see this movie. Greg, you want to go see a stupid fucking musical? Okay, that's, that's what not, you said. It's not what I said. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of musicals. Right. I have a soft spot for some musicals, but sometimes I find musicals silly and yeah. not in a good way. Yeah. So Greg picked going to see Anna and the Apocalypse, which is a wait for it here's a whole lot of adjectives a scottish christmas set musical about the end of the world and zombies yeah okay yeah hang hang in let that soak for a second you said it perfectly in a tweet like afterwards Mm -hmm. last year we had 
Better Watch Out Now, but what was it called then? Safe it was called Safe Neighborhood. It's called Better Watch Out Now yep. by Chris Peckover. Yeah. These Christmas set kind of comedy horror movies. Very dark comedy horror movies. Right. Fantastic Fest apparently is a place to go to get that because Anna and the Apocalypse was very funny. Very funny. Horror. Christmas. The music was perfection. It was incredible. And the choreography, too. I'm going to just say right now, it's my favorite film of the festival that we've seen so far. Um, I think Rob Hunter said it's pure joy. Yes. That's really accurate. Yeah. It was sweet. It was endearing. It had real moments of emotionalness. It had absurdity. Yeah. Like you said, the music was... Everybody that left that theater wanted the soundtrack immediately. Immediately, I went on iTunes as soon as it was over. I was like, is there a small chance that it's out in America already? Yeah. No. Um, Across the board, like, if if you're looking for that vein of what was made popular with, like, Shaun of the Dead... It's yep. there. It's, mm-hmm. You have that comedy. You have that kind of flashy filmmaking. Yep. It's got a great story behind it. It's wonderful. It, the, the create. I mean, the creating of it. Yep. The creation oh, of yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, that extra textural stuff. Like mm-hmm. the be- behind the scenes story is is really sweet and beautiful. And having uh, John McFell as his name yeah. uh, come in as a director when the previous um, creator, creator passed away. Ryan McHenry, right? Who's also responsible for the vines of Ryan Gosling doesn't want to eat his cereal, yeah, which, which I. Love. Loved and Which, I had no idea absolutely. that he was involved with. So. Absolutely right. Yeah. But um, yeah, beautiful um, uh, themes and and uh, the the choreography, which was done by one of the actresses in the movie. Right. Um, all the people that showed up for the Q and A were yeah, the writers, you know, the composers, the director, um, some of the stars. Yeah, most of the the front leads too. Yeah. Did I say the writer? I didn't mean the writer. The writer was actually. At home the in producer, Scotland, yeah. celebrating his first wedding anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Um, the producer was there. The, the produ- director. Yeah. Very it, thick, beautiful Scottish accents and kilts. Lots of kilts on stage. <laughs> that was wonderful. But Anna and the Apocalypse is is great. I was going to say one of the the best things for me is that it's it's mostly a a cast that I'm uh, not familiar with. Absolutely. But. If you are fans of Game of Thrones, uh, one of the major actors, I forget in w- what the name of the gang he's in, but one of the major actors in uh, Game of Thrones is the headmaster, um, who turns out to be of kind of school. a bad guy in right. this in this school. Um, yeah, it's a it's kind of yeah it's a high school musical with zombies mm-hmm. really, and um, it's it's great it's great it's it's that feeling of of seeing something that's obviously familiar to western world and everything Paul K is that actor's yes, name yes I love him let me just say though even you saying like it's a high school musical set at Christmas with the zombies that's not gonna that didn't sell me right cause that's what I knew you just need to just give it a chance yeah because you will be very pleasantly surprised yeah. and I when when you have I, I, it's hard to say this but with with musicals I feel like they're made or broken on the actors and actresses that are Absolutely. in it, if you're not like digging on them, but that main uh, actress, it was so good. Ella her Hunt. her Ella fucking Hunt. her fucking face, her fucking attitude, her body language. Everybody in it, I thought it was um, Sarah Swire is the she was an actress in the film. She played Steph. She also did all the choreography. Yes, holy shit! She's like so way cool. to pick up double. Like she's so cool. Yeah, and and there's movies that get buzz around them during festivals but I swear to God 
like <laughs> when this movie hits, if it if it hits in the right way, I think it's going to be as I said, huge. It's going to be huge. Please don't say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. You didn't want to bring him into no, it. No, don't. But it is going to be gigantic because it it's is. it's a movie it's... that I think if it finds its its vein, it's going to become. It's going to be crossover. It's so lighthearted and yeah. fun, but it like it does have emotional depth to it as well. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who said this at what screening, so forgive me. Someone <coughs> said it yesterday, one of the creators of one of the films that we saw. Um, it's very difficult to bring joy into the world, and it's much easier to bring misery. Yeah. And, and this, I think it was at this screening, this movie is pure happiness. Yeah. It's just... Uh, It's so easy to go to kind of genre film festivals and get rape revenge movies and movies that end on a sour note and everyone dies. Which I like. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love those kind of movies. But to have this, like, as soon as those fucking animated opening credits start. It's true. You're like, this is is going to just be fun. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. And in the apocalypse, I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, the the music alone, I just I know, I'm going to be pumping. I can't wait it. for the soundtrack. I yeah, can't I can't. Wait. I can't wait. So day two in the bag again. You know, doing three, but I think we're going to. We be... did. I did want to mention one of the shorts we saw yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's mention um, that. called the End of Decay, which um, played before Apple Cart, right? It played before Apple Cart. I, I can never remember what movies we saw um, when. And it's, uh, it was the Texas premiere. It's just a 12-minute short um, directed by Christopher Todd, who was there. He he was so passionate about this movie. Um, and it also starred... Uh, I don't remember who it starred. I apologize. The, His name is Eller Co- Cochran? Yes, the, the boy from Boyhood. But yep. the other main actor whose name I don't know. Yeah. But the movie's called The End of Decay. If you can find it, please find it. Cronenbergian um, mm-hmm. body horror. That's yep. all I want to say about it. Yeah. And a very high concept. He was saying he, he really wanted to do it as a feature, but was having trouble, and then just decided to hack it down and do it compressed in this short film version, and it works. I yep. I thought it was great. It was creepy and, and gross, yep. and I loved it. The End of Decay was amazing. I was so... I'm on board. Good stuff. Yeah, it was great. Let's talk about that baklava from last night. Oh, my nice. God. <laughs> it was good. Oh, yeah, we had some amazing baklava <laughs> during Apple Cart. Yeah. Um, they have, the like, they have a Middle Eastern themed um, menu and drink menu yeah. for the festival this year. And I'm Greek, okay? I know that all there is to know about baklava, or so I thought. Mm-hmm. This had dried yummy. cherries. It was yummy. It had pistachios. Mm-hmm. It was yummy. Try the baklava, people. <laughs> Tip your weight staff and try the damn baklava. <laughs> Okay, so day two in the bag. In the we're bag. getting ready for day three. I think we're gonna be maybe upping it to four movies. We'll see. We'll see how how we survive. Um, we gotta think long haul. We gotta think. That's what I'm saying. You know, gonna, surviving. You know, we gotta maybe go up, up, and then decompress back down to three. Yep. I don't know if I'm gonna make it, but. Yep. This is this is only day three, so I, I gotta shut up. I know. Hashtag uh, AAGGFF Parker Action. and Cooley, uh, Mr. Greggles, you know where to find Action a go go online. If you're listening and you see us at the festival, please come over and say Absolutely. hi. Absolutely, get a business card. We got them. <laughs> We, we got them printed up. We do have business cards. Uh, but yes, uh, it, it continues to be such a fantastic time. Get out of here. You like it? Okay. It's okay. 
talk to you guys again very soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.